920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, on a Friday. Feeling really good about ourselves in studio for the next three hours. Today is one of those days that I get to hijack an extra hour from the airwaves here. No, normally rock 2 to 4 p.m., but JT the Brick is out today. So I'm rocking uh, 1 to 4. Then we'll pass the sticks on to my guy, Vinny Bonsignor, who will do In the Huddle from 4 to 6 p.m. He'll be at Treasure Island at the T.I. So definitely go over there and check him out, hang out with him. He's got a bunch of cool prizes for you. And uh, the T.I. is a spot to be, man. If you're going to be somewhere on a Friday night, you're just around town chilling, especially on a day like today where the weather's really nice, why wouldn't you want to be at the T.I.? So if you want to get hooked up with a bunch of cool prizes, hang out with my guy, Vinny Bonsignor. Definitely go check him out this afternoon, 4 to 6 p.m. at Treasure Island. I might even go over there myself right after the... Right after this show's over, go hang out a little bit myself. But that's a few hours from now. Right now, we're here rocking with you. Uh, my man Demond is not in the building today. We actually have him working across the, the building. Today is one of those days. Radio is a funny thing, Raider Nation. Let me tell you. It's one of those things where you wake up with a plan, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, somehow the plan gets kind of twisted up, and one person's not available, another person's got family in town. Then all of a sudden, you look up, and... My man Joseph, who's probably been working with us for, I don't know, just a couple weeks now, is put under the fire. So Joseph's in the building. He's hanging out with us. He's making everything go. He's going to do a fantastic job this afternoon. And no pressure. No pressure. You know, the boss ain't listening. Don't worry about it. The boss ain't listening. You ain't got to worry about nothing today. It's Friday. But, uh, yeah, he's going to do a fantastic job. DeMond is uh, actually going to hold down the wheels of steel for Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station. So got a lot of moving and shaking got going on today, but we still got some great conversation for you. Of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show, 702-365-9200. And then also the Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Got a lot of good guests to get to on the show today. Matter of fact, we got one guest for you coming up each and every hour, 1.30, 2.30, and 3.30. Coming up first at 1.30. My guy, Mark Daniels from the Providence Journal, he's going to join us to talk all things Deron Harmon. He is the safety that the Raiders signed on uh, on Thursday, and I immediately noticed when he was signed. First of all, there was a lot of real positive feedback on, on Twitter, and Twitter is a funny place. Sometimes you get positive, sometimes you get negative, but it's, it is what it is. But I saw a lot of people that either covered Deron Harmon at one of the places that he played, like the Patriots or the Atlanta Falcons or wherever he was throughout the course of his career. And look, he's won three Super Bowls with the with the uh, New England Patriots. So I saw this tweet from Mark, and it was very, it was very uh, high compliments to Deron. So I thought, man, let me reach out to him and, and, and really kind of pick his brain a little bit. And so uh, we're going to talk to him. That conversation will come up at 1.30. We'll talk all things Deron Harmon, of course, uh, since he covers the pay or he covered the Patriots like a glove, we'll also talk some Dave Ziegler. We'll talk some Josh McDaniels. Talk about what he's seen so far from a distance that the new front office has been able to do with the Raiders. So uh, Mark's going to be a fun conversation to have. And I actually saw a tweet from him earlier today saying he was getting on to- on the the Patriots plane because he's covering Providence. Providence has a big game today in March Madness, and <laughs> you want to talk about some craziness, right? I've been talking about March Madness has been the NFL. You want to talk about some craziness. I don't know how much basketball you watched last night, but if you missed the hoops last night, you missed the, the hoops. You missed it all. Gonzaga goes down. Arizona goes down. I mean, it's just Texas Tech goes down. Duke continues to roll. I mean, it's just, it was uh, it was a hell of a night for hoops. And so uh, March Madness is really starting to feel like absolute March Madness, but uh, he's covering Providence-Kansas game later on this evening. You want to talk about a fantastic game. That's a one-seed Versus a four seed. 
that's going to be a really good one. Providence is really good. So uh, I'll ask him about that as well. Uh, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> I don't know who's going to win this whole thing, but I, I sure am excited. Uh, if you actually signed up for our March Madness Bracket Challenge here at lvsportsnetwork.com, you can go in. Check your standings on, on the website. I was checking my standings earlier today. I think I'm in about 27th place. Not too good. Not too good. I'm not looking too good. But it's so funny because Danielle, who's in our front office, Danielle and Melissa, they work in our front office. You can tell they're doing good, right? Because bright and early, every morning, they send an email. Q, Doug, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at in the standings? So Melissa, no, not Melissa. Danielle's killing us right now. Danielle in our front office is killing us. She's like second. So she uh, she she sent us an email today and said, "Man, uh, this sucks. I'm winning. I'm almost winning a contest that I can't win anything in because there's some really good prizes in the in the competition, up to fifteen hundred dollars worth of prizes. But because she works here, she can't win. But she's still in the competition. Still has her bracket in there. So she's good. I'm doing not so good. I'm in twenty fourth. But if you do have a bracket filled out, make sure you go check it. See how you're doing. LVSportsNetwork.com. Just click on it and just hit the leaders, and you can see exactly where you're at. Matter of fact, let me know if you did enter it." and you're doing pretty good, even if you're not doing good, text us, 69187, keyword R&R, and let me know where you're at. Again, I'm in 24th or 25th, something like that. It's Like I said, it's not looking too good right now. So with all that being said, Mark uh, Mark Daniels will join us at 1.30 to talk all things Deron Harmon. Then uh, at 2.30, Teresa Walker, she's going to join the show. She's from the AP out there in Nashville, and the Raiders signed linebacker Jayon Brown. This is a big deal. Jayon Brown, I believe, is a real big deal. This dude is very athletic. He's a guy who can cover tight ends. He's a guy that can cover running backs coming out of the backfield. He's a guy that can go sideline to sideline. And, and look, I, I believe from the research that I've done, uh, I believe that the only reason the Tennessee Titans let him go and, and didn't re-sign him is because there's a guy that's playing the role right now that they like a little bit better. And, and that's really all. But he was a fifth-round pick back in 2017 of the Tennessee Titans. He's done a lot of growing since then. So Teresa Walker is going to join us at 2.30 to break down all things Jayon Brown and what the Raiders should be expecting to add to their defense. And I'll tell you, and I've said it for a while now, and look, again, it's March. I think I have to preface everything I say with it's only March. Everything I've been seeing, all these signings I've been seeing from this team really – makes me feel like they're 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 heading the right direction and this team especially on defense is going to be really good. You don't have to go out and get a ton of the big names to make the defense right. Think about what Gus Bradley did last year with the defense. Went out and got a bunch of guys, one-year guys, Darius Phylon, Solomon Thomas, you know, guys like that, uh Quentin Jefferson, you know, all these guys and none of them have resigned. None of them resigned. They've all pretty much gone somewhere else. But those guys made difference, especially on that defensive line and the Raiders are doing that as well. They added a ton of beef in the middle of the defensive line. Of course, they have Chandler Jones and, 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 and Max Crosby. Those are the bookends. But everything that they're adding in the middle of that defensive line is, is a big deal to me. Then they go out and make a move for Jerron Harmon at the safety position. I think he's going to play side-by-side with uh, Trayvon Merrick. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not going to be in, in line for a safety at some point. Maybe the draft. Maybe another guy that they find in free agency. Who knows? But they feel confident that they can use a guy like Jerron Harmon, who's had a bunch of production and interceptions and you know just he's around the ball quite a bit so I think they'll feel really confident if him and Trayvon Merrick are uh, playing that too high safety look so I like the little the roster that they're putting together and of course this is before the draft and we all know that they don't have a first or second round draft pick but none of that matters because again the the roster they're putting together looks pretty good and Jayon Brown is part of that Teresa Walker will join the show at 2 30 to talk about him at 3 30 
My man Emmett Golden, he's from ESPN Cleveland, and I don't know if you uh, turned on the TV this morning, but there was kind of a big deal going on in Cleveland today. Deshaun Watson, he met with the media, and I watched the presser for about, mm, it felt like it it was about 45 minutes that I watched it, but I wasn't watching that long. I probably watched it for about 15 minutes, got a rough idea of what was going on, and then I had to go on to the next project. But uh, I'll tell you, it didn't look great. Some of the answers and some of the questions that were being asked to him, I thought the questions were fantastic. You know, a lot of people always say, oh, the media doesn't ask this, doesn't ask that. I thought the the folks there in Cleveland that were asking Deshaun Watson all the questions that they did and and also the GM, I thought they did a good job. And some of the answers that Deshaun gave were okay, and some of them I just kind of made me scratch my head. You know, I think one person asked him if he would think about going to counseling and he said, I don't need to go to counseling. I don't have a problem. <laughs> you know, and it's just, uh, and, and regardless what you feel and what, regardless what you think, innocent, guilty, whatever it is, um, that probably, I just don't think the way that he said it was very appealing to too many people, you know, and and uh, the owner of the Browns not there, I think that was a bad look. Uh, there was a lot of bad. I saw a lot of uh, response to that that presser, calling it a blank show and saying that uh, that didn't go too well and the PR department's working really hard, but it's not going the way that they thought it was going to go. I saw a lot of negative response. Let's put it like that. So Emmett Golden does a fantastic job uh, covering the Browns for ESPN Cleveland. He's actually a guy that I've done ESPN uh, national radio with. I did it with uh, last week on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, as a matter of fact, real good guy, uh, funny dude as well. So he'll join the show to talk about everything going on with the Cleveland Browns to Sean Watson and how that press conference went today. So those are the three guests that we have coming up. Mark Daniels at 1.30, Teresa Walker at 2.30, Emmett Golden will close us out at 3.30. And, of course, you know I got a show topic for you, but before we get to the show topic, we got to jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, most advanced Silverado ever. And of course, on a Friday, well, every day, I love to hear from Raider Nation, 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword r Got a couple questions for you today. Having a little fun today. One, and we've kind of talked about this before when we talked, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago and we brought up uh, Eddie Jones from the Lakers and I said that was one of my favorite b- basketball players that nobody ever talked about, only for me to realize so many people loved Eddie Jones. I thought that that was cool. So, one of the questions I have for you, who was one of your favorite Raiders that was never a household name, but he was one of the guys that you were like, yep, that's my guy. That's my dude right there. I know my man Fabian sent me a picture. Uh, he sent me a couple pictures. Matter of fact, uh, yesterday it looked like he was in a uh, training camp or something, and and Jerry Porter, he, he took a picture with Jerry Porter, and then he took a picture with Grady Jackson uh, was another one. And so it, it kind of really got the ball rolling and got me thinking about this question. So who was one of your favorite Raiders that never – was really a household name. Not not somebody who was a star, but just somebody that you're like, yeah, that was my guy. I really liked him back in the day. Or or even, it didn't even have to be back in the day. It could be uh, someone on a team that, that, you know, this year's team, last year's team, whatever. Just somebody that you're a big fan of that isn't a big, isn't a big star. That's one of the questions I'm looking for. And the other one, it's a little bit more serious, one that can, you know, try to, try to uh, continue to help this team out. Who is one free agent that you still have hopes the Raiders will sign one free agent that you still have hopes the Raiders will sign. Not three, not four, not five, just one. They've done a really good job with the signing so far. They're putting this thing together. You can see what the the plan is starting to look like. But if you can get one more free agent, if you could just get them to, to pull the trigger on one more guy, 
who would you want it to be? 702-365-9200. Again, the Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword R-N-R. And I'll have to say, let me start with the second question. If there's one free agent out there that I think that the Raiders need to sign, it would obviously be between a corner or an offensive lineman. Uh, I think the Raiders are pretty good safety. I know a lot of folks still want the Honey Badger, but uh, I think that the safety position is looking pretty decent right now. And if they want, they can go get a safety in the draft as well, and I'd be okay with that. So I think that really for me it boils down to an offensive lineman or it boils down to a corner. And I know that offensive line needs to be it needs to be fixed. That right tackle position needs to be better. It needs to be improved. But I'm just going to be greedy, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to try to do the the position player, and I'm going to go with the corner, and I'm going to say that Stephon Gilmore has got to be the guy, right? Stephon Gilmore has got to be the guy that kind of completes the, the wish list. You know what I mean? Like, okay, out of all the guys that they can go get, Stephon Gilmore would probably be the dude. If you add him in the offseason – you add Chandler Jones in the offseason. You trade for Devontae Adams in the offseason. I mean, you got, you know, these moves that you're making, you've got to feel really good about the roster that the Raiders have going into the draft that, oh, by the way, is here in Las Vegas next month. Does it already feel like it's almost April? It doesn't to me. Not at all. It's, it's, it's crazy that, and I don't know if it's just because there was an extra week in the NFL season, but I feel like we've gotten to this point so fast. Like normally when we wait for the draft, we talk about, you know, all these different players. We talk about all these different mock drafts. We do this, that, and the other. And it seems like it takes forever to get here. It is literally right around the corner. We have just about a month, a month and some change. April 28th will be the first round of the NFL draft right here in Las Vegas. So uh, I don't know what it is, but these days are flying by and we will be talking about the draft and seeing these guys get selected before you know it. So we're still going to talk about free agency. And I think that my guy that I would, I would say if, if the Raiders could pull one more rabbit out the hat, it would be for Stephon Gilmore. So I do want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Of course, uh, 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. And got some callers on the – or got some uh, texters as well on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Raider Jay from Sacramento said Anthony Barr. <laughs> and then he hit me with another one. Jay, you only can hit me with one. Don't be greedy out in the 916. Don't be greedy out there. James Cowser was his other one that he has. So Anthony Barr and James Cowser, you got to pick one. Raider J, I'm not granting both those wishes. You can only get one. Who do you want, Anthony Barr or James Cowser? See, we got we to gotta follow the rules today. We're going to follow the rules. We're going to try to see if we can do that. But uh, hit us up. Let me know. 702-365-9200. Let's uh, hit the Raider Nation listener line one time. Uh, who we got up? Who we got up? Raider Dude? Raider Dude. All right, welcome to the show, Raider Dude. What's on your mind? That's Raider Goose. Oh, what's up, man? Producer. What's happening, Goose? You got, a new, you got a new producer today. You didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, man, he, <laughs> hey, he, he's a trooper, man. He came in on short notice and, and uh, took the wheels of steel and didn't realize he was coming into the, to the lion's den with your boy. You know what I mean? So he, he's, he's a trooper. I, I appreciate him. That's all good, man. Hey, um, first question was uh, – Thomas Howard, rest in peace, Thomas Howard. He, he was one of my favorite uh, players growing up um, with him and Kirk Morrison yeah. um, were together. Yep. Uh, yeah, Thomas Howard is one of my favorite players. You know, I guess he wasn't a real well-known player, but you know, he was one of my favorite. I had a 53 rocket when I was uh, in junior high. Uh, <clears throat> also, um, free agent would be – I mean, I, I don't I don't think Pylon has not picked up, but I know he's not a big free agent, but when he came down the stretch for us, he came down clutch last year. Right. I want Pylon back. 
So that's, that's my that's my main guy. Yeah, the only thing with Phylon, I, I, I like where you're going with that, is just that he, he got so banged up at the end of the season, and I think he actually had to have a second surgery. So I don't know when he's going to be available. All right, now I'm just checking. Right. Day, hey, thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. Uh, 702-365-9200. Go ahead and uh, light that back up, and just let me know who we got whenever we got someone. Let me know, uh, and, and we'll go to him. But uh, Raider J in Sacramento hit us back. James Cowser. Don't hate. <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm just saying you can only have one guy. You can't have two today. You can only have one. One guy. One free agent still out there and available. But uh, let us know about it. Like I said, you can hit up the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R if that's easier for you. And if you want to give us a call, you could definitely do that and let my guy know. He'll uh, take care of it, pass the message on to me, and we'll get you on the air as soon as possible. So I'm trying to think I'm trying to think back who one of my favorite Raiders that was under under the radar and I, I know I had one. I know I had to have a couple. I like that Thomas Howard one, though. That was really good because, man, he was so good for such a short period of time. And like you said, rest in peace. But, man, that those two guys, between Thomas Howard and Kirk Morrison, they were so much fun to watch out there. And I always felt throughout any game, Thomas Howard was going to come up with an interception and take it to the house because he was so stinking fast. He was so fast, man. He was a hell of a, a linebacker. And Kirk always tells a story about when Thomas Howard got drafted and talked about those two and how they became friends and everything. I mean, obviously, they had a really tight bond. And uh, he gets real emotional when he talks about Thomas Howard because that was his dude. But, man, uh, that, that was a really, really good guy. I'm trying to think of who my guy would have been. Hmm. Hmm. Let me think. 702-365-9200. You can hit us up with whoever your guy would be. I guess I should have had one already picked out, huh? <laughs> I was thinking, well, what happened is I was thinking like Daryl Russell, but Daryl Russell was a, a, a big name. You know, rest in peace to him too. But I was a big fan of Daryl Russell. Uh, I don't think he ever really lived up to the hype that he had coming out of USC. He was actually the he was actually one of the guys with a bigger name. That I don't think he really ever played up to that level. But, man, he was a guy that I was just a big fan of. That dude was he was uh, he was he was a next level dude. I actually I'm a I was kind of a big fan of Grady Jackson as well. That's like I said, that's what really got this whole conversation started when Fabian sent me that that picture. Grady Jackson was cool, man. I remember back in the day he used to walk around uh, in, in Hayward at the mall, and uh, and I would say, oh man, there goes uh, there goes Grady Jackson. What's up, Grady? You know he he was he was running things like he was the man. Me and my boy Corey used to walk around. I can't remember what mall that was in Hayward. Oh, man, it shows how long. Bayfair. Yeah, it was Bayfair. We used to walk around Bayfair Mall, and, man, you'd run into Grady Jackson all the time, either that or Southland, one of those two. But <laughs> we'd always run into Grady Jackson all over town. So uh, Ricky Dudley, he had, a, he had a big name. He wasn't even that great, but he was, a, he was, a, he was one of my guys too. Let's talk to David in, in, right here in Las Vegas. What's on your mind, David? Welcome to the show. Okay, so hear me out. All right. This is who, this is who I want okay. because he's ready to do what he needs to do be a backup. That doesn't have to be the main man. I want Cam Newton as our backup quarterback Whoa. and use him like you use Mariota. Okay. All right. You Special think plays for Cam Newton, bring him in for different things. He knows he's not a starter anymore. He still wants to be in the league. If we had Cam there, think about that. Bringing him in every once in a while, I think that'd be all right. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm I'm following you on that one. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big Cam guy right now because I know he's not that dude. But yeah, you got you're onto something there. That could be that could be okay. That could be yeah, okay. Turn him into in, into something. You know, something else. He doesn't have to be a backup quarterback, but he could have a separate role, a special role. Yeah, they're starting to do that now. And as far as my Raider, 
My one radar now, you're going to say, oh, he's not under the radar. Well, he's under the radar now because nobody ever talks about him, is Bo Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely not under the radar. It's Bo Jackson, dog. <laughs> okay, but nobody talks about him anymore. They act like he didn't do anything because he didn't play that long. He was the best Raider ever in my mind. Oh, he was fantastic, man. I mean, when Bo was out there playing, you had to watch, right? I mean. Right, but, right. I saw Bo Jackson in, in real life, and it was it was just amazing. And he, But nobody ever talked to him. When you talk about Raiders, you never hear anybody talk about Bo Jackson. I know he wasn't under the radar when he played, right. but he's under the radar today. So that's my okay. caveat. Hey, I ain't All mad right. at you. I ain't mad at you. That, that, <laughs> that'll work. Hey, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. That was good stuff right there. My All man. right. All right. My man said Bo Jackson. That's that's hilarious. That That's a good one right there. I like it. 702-365-9200. Got my man Joseph standing by trying to take your calls right now. Uh, got a text, 69187, keyword R&R. We all know who Al Davis loved. He loved him some Tommy Kelly. Remember that contract he gave him after that knee injury too? Woo! Hey, Tommy Kelly was a cool dude. He was really a cool dude. <laughs> I like I like Tommy Kelly as well. Remember the uh, incident when his pants fell on national TV? That was funny. Let's go back out to the Rare Nation listener line real quick. We'll talk to Mr. Black in Hawaii. What's, welcome to the show, Mr. Black. Hey, Aloha, Q. Hey, ma- mahalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome. I'm learning, man. I'm learning. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, I'm going with uh, Stephen Gilmer, too. Okay. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. And then my uh, under the radar, going back to the '90s, was uh, cornerback Terry McDaniel. Ooh, Terry was cold. That. He was cold. Yeah, he was. Yes. You know, it, nobody really paid a lot of attention to him, but right. And he got the job done. Yep. And a guy I used to work with, um, me and him uh, delivered appliances, and uh, I'm not kidding you. He looked exactly. Like Terry McDaniel. Wow. I said, dude, we need to go to a game. Well, he didn't like the Raiders, so he wouldn't go to a game. Right. I said, you go to a game with me, you know, living in the Bay Area. You go to a game with me, and uh, people will be clamoring. Are you are you T-Mac's brother? Are you his cousin? <laughs> right. I mean, he looked exactly like him. But, yeah, those are my two choices. Nice. I like right it. On, bro. Hey, thank you so hey, much. Hey, mahalo for taking my call. <laughs> Yes, man, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, I, I got to learn. I got to learn. My bad. I had to hang up the phone. Um, I, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn some Hawaiian, man. I'm going to go. <laughs> Hawaiian. Is that, that's, that's what I am. Anyway, I'm going to learn that. I'm going to learn what to say and what not to say. I'm going to go to Hawaii sometime this year. I got that on my radar. That's my goal. So I got I to gotta learn all the all the different sayings and everything. That I can. So, uh, yeah, you keep on calling, man. Teach me something new each and every day, okay? 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Stockton, Stockton, California. Saucy Matt. What's up, man? Keep it saucy. What's on your mind? <laughs> hey, so uh, my boy from back in the day, you remember Daenerys Moore? Yes. Around, like, yes. Number 17, man. He yes, was from sir. East Texas. Yep. That's yep. right. I loved, I loved watching him. He was so fast. I thought he was going to be big, and mm-hmm. then I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, but I wanted to pick your brain real quick, if I can, just real quick. Uh, I, I feel like Denzel Perryman's getting lost in all this going on right now. How, how do you think he's going to fit into that defense, if you want to answer that? <laughs> yeah. No, I will. Hey, great call. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, I think that he fits in the mix. I, I do, for sure. Uh, I, I, he has, I think he has one year left on his deal. I think he's part of the, the linebacking rotation. You know, I mean, of course, he was a great fit in Gus Bradley's scheme last year, but – 
Denzel Perryman is a ball player. That's the one thing I know about Denzel Perryman. He's a ball player. He's going to put his head down. He's going to go to work. Now, if you uh, surround him, if you have Divine Diablo out there with him, and then you bring in, uh, you know, you bring in uh, other guys and stuff, and you're you're gonna you're gonna have success, you know. And I think this Jayon Brown guy is a guy that you got to watch out for, man. I think he's going to be a, a real nice addition to that linebacking core. So, yeah, Divine Diablo out there, Denzel Perryman out there. Uh, you got Jayon Brown out there. I mean, there's. I think there's going to be a lot to like, and I think Denzel Perriman is going to end up being another captain of the this Raiders defense. Now, that's what I, I, I think right now. It's March 25th. You know, free agency is obviously far from over. Um, they always obviously have the draft as well. They may go into the draft and, and, and find some guys, and if they do, well, then things happen. And that goes with a lot of positions in the NFL. You know, you kind of build up your team, and then you go into the draft, and you see what you come out with, and then you make a decision on what you're going to do moving forward. But I think Denzel Perriman definitely has uh, a place on this roster, so uh, yeah, man, that's that's a that's a uh, that's a good player right there, Denzel Perriman, and uh, <laughs> Denarius Moore, man, that was the guy. I'm glad you brought up Denarius Moore, and man, after he left the Raiders, he really didn't have too much left. I think he went and played with Cincinnati, and that's when Hugh Jackson was there. As I think Hugh Jackson went to be actually the secondary coach, saying he was just basically given a spot on Marvin Lewis, Lewis's team, but uh, on the coaching staff, uh, Denarius Moore, man, he always found a way to get him the ball. Hugh Jackson, that is, found a way to get him the ball, and he was so successful. He always made big plays. I was a, I was a big fan of Denarius Moore. That was actually one of those. You want to talk about under-the-radar players, that whole squad was really under-the-radar, right? I mean, think about it. You had, you had um, what, you have Lewis Murphy, Jacoby Ford, um, Denarius Moore. <laughs> I mean, there was just... There was dudes, and I'm not trying to sound disrespectful to any of those guys, but none of them went on after they left the Raiders to do anything major. Andre Holmes, I'll, I'll, let me bring up Andre Holmes before someone else brings up Andre Holmes. That's one of the under-the-radar guys that I didn't want anything to do with, but there's always an Andre Holmes fan out there somewhere, or family member. But they had, I mean, they were getting a lot done with a little. I, I really, I mean, of course, Darren McFadden was back there. Uh, he had a, a really good year under Coach Jackson. It was it was funny, man. There There were some guys that weren't, Huge names, but they found ways to succeed. Jacoby Ford, uh, that was another guy. He had wheels, didn't he? Her Johnny Lee Higgins. Remember when he was out there playing, old 15, and he had the highest flat tops I had seen since kid from Kid and Play. <laughs> I mean, there was there was some dudes, man. They had some they had some players on their squads that you just didn't understand how they got a lot of production from, but they were able to do that. So uh, keep those texts coming, 69187, keyword r Two questions for you. Who was one of your favorite Raiders that was never a household name? And then who was the number one free agent you would still hope that the Raiders would sign? Only one guy you think that the Raiders should sign while they're still in free agency before the draft hits. Let us know about it again, 69187, keyword r Coming up next, Mark Daniels from the Providence Journal. You'll hear the conversation. We're going to talk all things Deron Harmon. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Joining us now on the phone lines to talk a little bit about Jerron Harmon, a new safety for the silver and black, is Mark Daniels from the Providence Journal on Twitter at MarkDanielsPJ. And, Mark, before we get into talking about Jerron Harmon and what he could potentially do for the Raiders, I wanted to ask you, I was checking out your Twitter, how was the ride on the Patriot plane? It was, um, I, w- I would say, fascinating. It was really stress-free. I, have, I mean, 
you know, I've only flown commercial. Let's let's be honest. I'm not flying private jets, right? Charter, charter, <laughs> charter planes, you know. So, yeah, I, I got to ride down. I'm sort of I'm covering Providence basketball with the Providence Journal this weekend, and it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got to ride down on Providence's charter flight, which the Pats basically let them use their plane. It nice. was cool. It was um, it was different. You know, the, I would say the plane was bigger than your typical like domestic flight, more legroom, which makes sense since you know they're they're flying 53 football players to, you know, <laughs> right. away games. But yeah, it was interesting. It was, um, it was kind of a cool experience. It, there weren't a lot of, you know, frills. I mean, they, they fed us for a two hour flight. That's unusual. I got chicken parm. I, I'd give it, you know, an okay rating, but yeah, it was, that uh, was pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Hey, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. If the Raiders were able to say, <laughs> Hey, Hey Q, go ahead. And you can ride on our private plane. Right? I'd be okay with that as yeah, well. Right. Exactly. But I did want to uh, get you in for a few minutes and just talk about Jerron Harmon. The Raiders signed him uh, on Thursday and I saw your tweet where you were very complimentary of him saying he was one of the best guys you ever covered. Not surprised. He's in Vegas. Um, he's a guy that throughout the course of his career has had a lot of production. What what stands out to you the most about Jerron Harmon? Well, there's a few things. I mean, one, he, he is one of the greatest people I've ever met in an NFL locker room. He's just he's like a down-to-earth, like good human being, a good dad, just a, a good guy to talk to. I mean, I've, I've talked to Jerron Harmon about like my wife being pregnant and having kids, like that that type of guy. He's like right. he's like a real good guy that you want to root for. Um, he's a good leader. He, you know, he was a captain for the Patriots. He was the type of guy who wasn't afraid to speak up in the locker room and, you know, he, definitely show younger players the way on the field. Um, his nickname in new England was the closer because every time the Pats needed an interception at the end of the game, it always went to Duran Harmon. And you can see that with, you know, certainly during his, during his Patriots years, if you look up his stats, he had a lot of interceptions. I'm telling you, a lot of those came in the fourth quarter, which is why he got the nickname, the closer. And one of my favorite stories about Duran is actually the, the super bowl where the Pats are down 20 to three to the Falcons. And um, so the Pats go to the locker room, and, you know, they're, they're getting crushed and the mood wasn't great. People are kind of silent. And Duran's sitting there on a stationary bike and just shouts out, this is going to be the greatest comeback ever. And it brought levity to the situation. And guys started laughing, you know, and they, and they kind of the moods kind of changed. And obviously the Pats, <laughs> it's they, you know, they, they end up going out and do the uh, the greatest comeback of all time in, in Super Bowl history. And a lot of people pointed to Ron Harmon and, you know, him just shouting, <laughs> kind of speaking up in the locker room at halftime. It was interesting. So there was a lot of good players in that team, obviously Tom Brady, and, and it was Deron Harmon that kind of spoke up at halftime. And that's, that's who Deron Harmon is. He's a, you know, he's a clutch player, you know, a, a good guy to root for. And, you know, it's definitely, I'll definitely be uh, watching on for him in Vegas. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that he had that, that ability to step up and say something, you know, kind of lighten the mood, like you said, in the locker room, that goes a, a long way. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion. Of course, Josh McDaniels is now with the Raiders, the head coach, Dave Ziegler is the GM. How, and Patrick Graham is the defensive coordinator. He's obviously got New England ties as well. How much do you think Jerron could kind of be that coach and leader and kind of show everyone else that isn't familiar with the Patriots kind of what Josh McDaniels and company wants out there on the field? Yeah, he's the type of guy you want in your locker room because he, he brings, I guess a word might be like culture. You know, yeah. I think when new people take over a team, they, they want to bring in their own culture. Now, Josh isn't going to be Bill Belichick. He's going to do things his own way. But there's going to be some of that, obviously, Patriots culture that carries over. Drawn's the, the perfect guy to bring in, bring in because he knows how to act, how to work. He understands the demands that those coaches will bring. And it's, it's very demanding. Like you talk to players in, in Foxborough and in, in New England, 
And some of them love it. Some of them love the structure and they love the demand and it's football 24 seven. And some, some don't honestly, you know, and I think when a new coach takes over, you have to find guys who fit into your system and certainly veterans who can kind of show others the way. Yeah, Duran will definitely do that. Talking right now with Mark Daniels from the Providence Journal on uh, Twitter at Mark Daniels PJ. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So as far as Josh McDaniels taking over as a head coach, of course, we all remember what happened in Denver. It didn't go well. We know he didn't end up taking the job in Indy, but now he's in Las Vegas. And from what I've heard, he seems like he's really matured, seems like he's ready to really take this job head on. Uh, what have you seen and what have you learned about Josh McDaniels in his kind of second run with New England to where he is now? Yeah, players really respect him and they really like him. I mean, you, you'll find fans who, you know, don't, didn't love Josh's play callings. You know, there was a lot of like third and longs and the Pats would sort of run the ball. And I think that would that would drive fans crazy. But honestly, you talk to players, they, they really enjoyed playing for Josh McDaniels. He's really, really smart. And that's one thing that sort of stuck out to me is that you, you talk to veterans who come to the Patriots in their, in their first season like offensive guys and they all talk about how smart Josh McDaniels is. And And I think that's, you know, you talk about Denver, he was the youngest head coach in NFL history at that point. So, that, you know, that was like, what, 2008, 2009? Right. So that, yeah. was a, that was such a long time ago. So he's experienced. He's super smart. I think Bill Belichick even said that he's one of the, you know, he thought he was one of the best coaches in the NFL when he was an offensive coordinator there. So, you know, there, Vegas is getting someone who really knows the game really, really well. You know, he's, he's been around the block and, you know, hopefully he's learned from his mistakes. And I, I think that's kind of key for him too, you know. A lot of first-year head coaches are going to mess up, and Josh McDaniels has already done that. So, you know, it's maybe he goes the way of Bill Belichick, you know, who right. got fired in Cleveland and obviously, you know, is uh, doing his thing in New England. So, yeah, I think um, I think Josh will be successful this time around. You know, and one of the things that stood out to me is when Josh had his press conference, his opening press conference, and he just kind of admitted to, hey, I didn't know what I didn't know in Denver, and I've, I've really matured and learned a lot from that. So I think just kind of taking that head on showed a lot of his maturity as well. Now, as far as play calling goes, I mean, he's got some dudes, you know. I mean, Devontae Adams, they just made the trade for him the other day. Hunter Renfro, a really good slot receiver. Darren Waller, big-time tight end. How dangerous do you think the offense can be led by Josh McDaniels with guys like that in, in his arsenal? Yeah, I bet he's salivating, right? I mean, <laughs> he's talking about like Hunter, Hunter Renfro. You think about the Patriots and you think like the slot receivers that they had there with Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola and just, you know, on and on. And Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Renfro is just, I think he's going to thrive under Josh McDaniels. And obviously, Devontae Adams is, you know, one of the best receivers and you have one of the best tight ends there too. It's just, yeah, he, he's got to be thrilled with the weapons he has. It, it seems like they're really setting up Derek Carr to, you know, have success. It's like one of those situations where you're a quarterback too, right? Like if your quarterback can't have success with this offensive grouping around him, he's never going to have success, but it seems like they, you know, they're setting up, you know, Carr and that offense just to really put a ton of points, which, Looks like you have to do in that division and in, in the NFL now. Everyone's sort of loading up on offense, and you have the right you have the right to coach to lead that group. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, the AFC West is going to be an absolute dogfight each and every game. Should be uh, really exciting to watch. Again, we're talking with Mark Daniels here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you. Uh, as far as Dave Ziegler goes, he was a longtime exec in, in the Patriots organization. He's now the Raiders GM. Uh, it's been a small sample size from what I've been able to see, but it looks pretty impressive. He seems very detail-oriented. What can you tell us about Dave Ziegler that you know maybe doesn't surprise you by what he's been able to do in a short time? All right, so last year was really his first year as sort of the, the Pats director of player personnel, which is sort of the de facto GM. I mean, the GM is Bill Belichick, but he right. has a guy like 
Dave or, you know, it was Nick Casario in the past who would really set up all the free agent signings, trades and, and drafts. And, and then Belichick would sign off and sort of do all that stuff. But last year was Dave's really only year running the show in the past and spent the most money in free agent history. And then they had a great draft like their draft last year. Got them three sort of impact rookies, and obviously Mac Jones. There was Christian Barrymore who, on the defensive line and running back from Andre Stevenson. And those picks were great. And honestly, the, that draft was sort of, you know, Dave's real first one is sort of being the guy leading the way for the Pats. And it was one of the best drafts they've had in a while. So, yeah, it's not a surprise to see him being, you know, put, putting together a lot of veterans and, and sort of be, going that way. Just from what the Pats did last year, they were very aggressive in free agency and it looks like Dave's doing the same thing in Vegas and, and then there's the draft. So yeah, you know, he's going to go out and acquire talent and, you know, probably do the same thing in the draft and, you know, we'll see, we'll see what the Pats do. If their draft doesn't go as well or they don't, you know, draft players as good, maybe it's because Dave left. Yeah, no, I, I've been very impressed with what I've seen from him. Again, it's a small sample size, but uh, I just, I kind of feel like he's got a plan in place and he's very, as a matter of fact, and he's kind of done it quietly too, you know, not really, um, you know, kind of the guy that's out in the in the public's eye all the time. He just kind of, uh, like moving in silence, but he's making some pretty big moves. And, and Mark, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned guys like structure. Some guys love it. Some guys don't. I want I wanted to ask you about Trent Brown. Obviously, he was a guy that was there with the Patriots. The Raiders signed him to a big free agent deal. Didn't work out well. He went back to New England. It looked like he was signing with Seattle, but then he did an about face and he went back to New England. Is he a guy that just has to have that New England structure to be able to thrive? <laughs> he feels like it. Yeah, yeah. He he really thrives with Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick really likes him. Yeah, that's that's a great example. Um, he's just yeah. It's it's so interesting. You have some guys who just, they don't do well in other teams and maybe they're it just you know so i think some guys probably just need they need the structure right they right. need to know what to do when to do it and have things sort of in an orderly fashion in order for them to have success and maybe trent is that way you know it was interesting in free agency like if if seattle was willing to give him a lot of guaranteed money he, he would have signed with them but there's there's so much injury history there i mean yeah. he missed i was like nine games last year with a calf injury and obviously at the raiders he, you know he didn't didn't really play a full season. Honestly, he hasn't played a full season since his first stint in the past, which was like 2018. Right. So it wasn't a surprise to see for him, for me to see him return to Foxborough because Bill Belichick likes him. They're willing to take a chance on him, and a lot of teams aren't. I, I was wondering if the Raiders would try to sign him or, you know, probably not due to the history, him or Ted Karras. I, I thought they would have been good fits. But, yeah, we'll see what other uh, former Patriots land in Vegas. I'm sure um, – was it Daron Harmon won't be the last one? No, no, I'm sure he won't. No doubt about it. That's kind of what everyone's been waiting for to see how many uh, former Patriots. I know the Raiders are high on Stephon Gilmore, who didn't play with the Patriots last season. Well, he was there for half the season, but got traded to the Panthers. But I know Stephon Gilmore is a name that a lot of Raider fans are looking for. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. And, and Mark, I know that you're you're covering basketball. You got a big one, man. Providence in Kansas. I mean, come on, right. it doesn't get any better than that. What are your thoughts on this game as uh, as you head into it, man? March Madness has been fantastic fantastic so far yeah we'll see if uh providence has made a pretty great run this year their their head coach ed cooley's awesome he's a local guy who's from rhode island and, and from providence so he has a really good program with a lot of you know upperclassmen and we'll see the providence is the underdogs and but so far in march madness all the all the one seeds are dropping out they're dropping right. like flies so 
Bears can follow suit. It's it's going to be a tough matchup here in Chicago, but you know I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'll tell you what, they might be the underdog, but it's a one and a four seed. You know what I mean? So yep. <laughs> at this point, anything could happen. So hey, man, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for the the background on Duran. That was great. And and hey, enjoy enjoy your trip out there. Enjoy the game this evening, uh, Kansas and Providence. And and I got your back uh, on that game. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe Providence can knock off the Jayhawks. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Thank uh, you. All right, my man, appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Best of luck out there. There he goes. Good dude right there, Mark Daniels from the Journal. He's on Twitter at Mark Daniels PJ, and that's how I noticed him was on Twitter when he sent out the tweet about safety Jerron Harmon. Very complimentary of him, and I do think he's a guy that's going to provide a lot for the silver and black on the back end of that defense. What's on your mind, Raider Nation? Holler at your boy, man. 702-365-9200. The Salmon Ash text line wide open like some old school TV antennas. 69187, keyword RNR. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. I know the draft is next month, end of the month. I realize the Raiders don't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick, but there's still a lot to be had and a lot to look forward to. Upcoming draft. So coming up at uh, at the top of the hour, 2 o'clock, Mel Kuyper Jr. from ESPN.com. He actually had a conference call just the other day where he broke down a lot of these, these prospects that are going to be in the draft next month. So you'll hear a few of the sound bites. There's a couple I picked out that I think are guys that make sense or positions that make sense for the silver and black. Again, not looking at the big time names because without a first round pick or a second round pick, you're not in line for a Jordan Davis. You're not in line for a sauce Gardner. You're not in line for any of those cats. So you really have to start looking at day two guys and even early day three guys. And so that's what we'll really focus in on. We'll do that coming up at the top of the hour. But right now want to hear from you Raider nation, 702-365-9200. That's the Raider nation listener line. Of course, the salmon ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Two questions that I threw out there earlier. One, who was one of your favorite Raiders? That was never a household name. And someone hit us up on the text line and said, Napoleon Kaufman, old number 26, man. That was one of my favorite guys. Kaufman was one of my guys. I was such a big fan of his. I remember the game against the Denver Broncos. I, I don't believe that the Raiders had even won a game yet. And if they did, it was only like one or two games that they had won. And Denver was undefeated. He was at the Coliseum, and Napoleon went for about 200 yards, two bills on him, right? Just ran all over them, and the, the Raiders won that game against the Broncos. That was a fantastic game. That was a game. I went to the game with this, uh, this young lady named Joelle who wasn't a fan of any football team at all. She wasn't a fan at all. She's like, oh, I'm not a big fan of football. All my family are Bronco fans. I was like, ah. They don't know no better. You know what I mean? So it was so funny. I said, well, look, let's just go to this game and see what you think. Oh, I'm not really a big football fan. I was like, no, I guarantee you'll have a good time. To this day, she's a huge Raider fan now. That game changed her life. And so there you go. That's what it going to. I tell people that all the time. If you've never been to a Raider game, all you got to do is go and experience it one time. I said that to the wife, matter of fact, before she had ever gone. Her first Raider game was that last game at the Oakland Coliseum against the Jaguars where the Raiders lost. But that was her first game. And I kept telling her, you will have so much fun 
just in general, being at the game, win, lose, tie, whatever, you're going to have a lot of fun. And I'm telling you to this day, she tells the stories of being at that game and how much fun she had, even though the Raiders lost that game. They shouldn't have lost, but they did. But it was still a hell of a time. We had a hell of a party there in the parking lot. So it was definitely something uh, that we'll never, ever forget. And so that's just how Raider Nation gets down. There's always a party when it involves Raider Nation. So that was one of the questions I was asking was just about, you know, who was your favorite Raider that was never a household name? And then who's one free agent that you still have hopes for that the Raiders could sign? 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Bobby, right here in Las Vegas. What's on your mind, Bobby? Kidding. Bobby hung up on us. Let's go to Raider Rod. He's right here in 702 as well. What's up, Raider Rod? All right, denied. Oh, for two. One more strike and we're out. How about 211 Steel Reserve? I believe he's in Fremont. What's up, man? Ah, oh, we're out. We struck out. Struck out. We're 0 for three. All right, one more. Raider Ron, Montana. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, how you doing there, Q? <laughs> Boom, we got a hit. What's up, brother? <laughs> you saved hey. the day. You saved the show. Yeah. Hey, yes. Saying hello from the 406 there, man. There you go. Hey, uh, my favorite Raider would be like one of them was like Ray Guy. Ooh, there you go. There you, you go. Know, not not a lot of people think about him, but he was he was in on the Raiders for like 13 years, three Super Bowls, you know, won games for the for the team and stuff. So, and the and uh, free agent I think we may, we might look at is Riley Reef. Okay. Um, he's a tackle. You know, he's got a ankle. Uh, had an ankle problem, but uh, I don't think he's. He'd be, he, I think he'd be serviceable for that right tackle position. Okay. Uh, sounds good. He, he came over for the or he's from the Cincinnati Bengals. Got that uh, that ankle yeah. injury. Yeah. Okay. I got you. All right. Hey, great call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks for checking in with us. And, All right, buddy. All right. Appreciate you, Ray Guy. Man, I mean, yeah, he he might have. I don't know if he really flew under the radar, but I know that everyone wasn't talking about him because everyone's not going to talk about a punter. But, man, my man's got a he's got an award named after him. How cool is that, that there's a Belitnikoff Award, there's a Ray Guy Award? You know what I mean? Like, how cool is that, that that's, there's multiple Raiders with, with awards named after him? I just think that that's awesome. Uh, we got a text on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187. Justin Fargus, old Huggy Bear, old number 25. I remember Justin. That dude, he ran so hard, right? He ran so hard without any kind of offensive line. I mean, he didn't have a lot that he was working with. I always gave Justin Fargus credit for probably being the toughest dude out there on the field. That dude didn't have a whole lot he was working with, but he would get the rock, and you just knew he was going to give you everything he had. And if he got three, four yards on the carry, he earned every single one of those yards. He would run and run and run until he couldn't run no more. Always was a big fan of, uh, of uh, Justin Fargus. Thank you for that text. Gerard Cooper, that's a good one. Tremendous player that was 100 mile per hour nonstop. That's from LJ. LJ, thanks for that text. And, yeah, Cooper, he did a hell of a, a job as well. Uh, he was a special teams guy doing some big things there. Uh, Michael Rivera, how about this one? Big Deuce just hit us up. Michael Rivera, wanted to see more out of him, but it never happened. Of course, uh, I want Stephon Gilmore as the free agent. Yeah, Michael Rivera, he was rocking Tim Brown's old number, old 81. And his sister, who unfortunately is no longer with us, uh, rest in peace, Naya Rivera. Uh, yeah, she used to be at the game. She'd be celebrating, hanging out the hanging out the box at the Coliseum and everything. That, that was cool. I was always rooting for him, too. Speaking of uh, tight ends, how about this guy? Zach Miller. He was my guy back in the day during the real gloomy days of the silver and black. That was, remember, that was Jamarcus Russell's go-to guy. Like, that was the only guy that can catch the ball from Jamarcus Russell was Zach Miller. He, man, he was always the go-to dude. Uh, I hated that the, the Raiders didn't re-sign him. I think he ended up, what, in Seattle? 
And then he kind of really didn't do a whole lot after that. But, uh, yeah, Zach Miller, Michael Rivera, those were some tight ends that they were always really cool. Uh, Jerron Kreiner, remember him? I always I liked him because I thought that he was going to end up being a big-time player. Everyone hyped him up. Man, Jerron Kreiner is going to be the dude. I got excited about Jerron Kreiner because he had the size, and, well, it just never worked out. One more quick guy. Uh, I think his name was – was it Damian Douglas, the wide receiver from Cal? Was that his name, Damian Douglas? I think it was. He was the he, he broke all kind of records uh, at Cal. He was a big time player. I think that was him. Let's go out to the Rare Nation listener line. Talk to our guy D from Oakland. What's on your mind, D? Hey, Q. What's going on with you, man? Man, I'm chilling. Man, I'm chilling. How you doing? Oh man, I'm doing blessed, brother. It's good to talk to you. Uh, you know what? I don't know if you mentioned it, but I, I threw a text in there saying that my uh, my, one of my favorites was Tyrone Whitley, man. Mm. You know, that boy was a beast. To me, he was a beast and. You know, he's well-known throughout the Red Nation, but he wasn't on Nationwide Household Man. Right. You know? Yeah, I, I, Tyrone Wheatley was fun. I'll never forget the run from his knees. Remember against Kansas City? Yeah, I was right, <laughs> I was right there. That's a 225. <laughs> nice. I was right there. Plus, man, he's a really good dude, man, because uh, he had a bowling uh, – he would have a bowling charity or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I forgot what the charity was, but that's, how, that's where I met him back in the day. You know, he would have that – that charity, and it was like a bowling situation, you know. So I was like, man, he's a real cool dude down to earth, you know. Shook hands with everybody, chopped it up with us, you know. Yeah. Good dude. That's what's up. Uh, and then, yeah, that's what's up. And then I also got to throw one more out there, man, and Van McElroy. I'm going way back to the L.A. right today, man. I used to love Van McElroy. Hey, you know? we've had him on the show multiple times. That's a good dude right there. Yeah, yeah, he is a good dude. I met him too, man. So just to move on from that, man, uh, I as far as the draft pick, I'm going to be real. I mean, free agent, I'm going to be real. I'm not really fully engaged in it, so I'm not even going to throw it out here and look, make myself look silly. Let me ask you something. You might not know the answer, and that's okay. Since you're out there in the town, was, was the wide receiver that went to Cal, was that Damian Douglas? Yeah, it was. It was. The, the big guy, and he, he played for the Raiders for a quick second. I think preseason, I don't even think he made it to the regular season. Yeah, had a cup of coffee with us, and that was about it. Yeah. But he was a baller, man. He was. Yeah. He was yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Q. All right, man. All right, man. Stay up. Have a great weekend, man. That's D from Oakland right there. Definitely appreciate the call. And, yeah, Damian Douglas, I thought he was going to be the dude. I think he's a real estate agent now in Hanford. I think that's where he's at right now. But, man, that guy, he was so big, and I just thought that he was going to go out there and just ball out. And uh, the Raiders had the next dude, and he was breaking records while he was at Cal, and it just never shook out for him in the NFL. 158's the time. We'll come back. We'll still take some of your calls to text 702-365-9200-69187, keyword R&R. But we'll also get to Mel Kuyper Jr., his conference call, talking all things draft picks. You'll hear some of those sound bites. You'll hear it next. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.